Hello and welcome to episode 12 of In the Shadow of the Evening Trees. My name is David Von Evers. And I'm Jennifer Von Evers. And I um, almost said the wrong thing. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was looking up um, to see where, um, the, uh, where we were, because we get confused sometimes, uh, what episode it was. And there are other podcasts that have the beginning phrase in the shadow of the anyway. So I was like stumbling for words for just a moment. That is the name of our, you might want to sit a little closer to the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) We can't, we're, we're, We're you know, professional. we're amateurs. We don't know what we're doing. No, it is funny because we've got a, um, in the past, we'd use two separate mics, which is convenient in that um, you can, obviously, each person can have it about the right distance away. But the problem is that unless you have a mixer, um, you're going to basically be recording in stereo with one voice in each ear. And so we got this nice uh, mic that we can both use. Yes. But then we both also have to be kind of within the same distance. So it doesn't sound like somebody's on the other side of the room. Yeah, one person's shouting and the other person's whispering. (laughs) Yeah, so so we're gonna figure it out. We will. Um, Speaking of podcasting, yes, we're famous. We're pretty much famous. We're we're going viral. We're going viral. (laughs) We are. um, We had mentioned before a couple episodes back. That um, we were personally invited. We were personally, each of us was separately, <laughs> yes, but personally invited to appear on a Bruce Springsteen podcast uh, called Set Lusting Bruce. You can find that wherever you find podcasts. Um, it's also on um, the podcaster Jesse Jackson's uh, home page. Uh, and uh, we'll post a link to that in the description of this uh, episode of our podcast. So you can just click on it or you can look for it online. But the point is, we we recorded them uh, a few weeks back. But Jesse is a very busy guy. He's got a lot of um, he ha- talent. He's got, he has a lot of guests from all across the, the spectrum, whatever that means. And um, so our episodes, our two episodes are going to be on this week now of course you could be listening to this podcast anytime so this week would not be particularly helpful but if you're if you're keeping score at home it is the week of april 11th yes and our podcast my episode will be on wednesday will be posted wednesday uh, april 13th and jennifer's thursday april 14th yes right before tax day yes that we got our taxes done, so uh, we got that going for us. We did get our taxes done, um, and so um, Joe Biden, if you're listening, <laughs> I've got some things I'd like you to do. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really work that way, but it'd be fun. To, it'd be fun if it did. Yeah, let me just talk to Joe. <laughs> yeah, so I just sent you a check. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here's what I'm going to need you to do. Yeah, in return for <laughs> cashing it. Right. Immediately. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I mean, we're getting we're, we're getting off track here, but there was a time, and I'm sure it still happens, where people would, you know, as a form of protest, say they refused to pay their taxes because they didn't want the government, uh, you know, spending money on war or something like that. That happened during Vietnam, I know. Um, and it turns out, and I'm not giving anybody legal advice, I have to disclaim anything um, like legal advice, and I'm also not speaking on behalf of my employer, but it turns out 
Um, you can't really do that. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really just say, I'm not going to pay my taxes because I don't like, you know, what you're going to do with the money. So um, we did pay our taxes. Yep. We are legit. This is not a tax-based podcast. It is not. Um, but circling back, as they say in corporate America. Corporate lingo. <laughs> circling back to the podcast. <laughs> I actually, so so Jesse was kind enough to send us the audio file that we could sort of listen to, um, you know, to know what's actually going to be posted. And um, I think I talk too much. I think I, I think I talk too much. <laughs> we had a tremendous... But that's the podcast is like talking. <laughs> right. Right. But he's the host. I feel like I kind of talked more than I should I think have. I, I think I probably talked 80 or 85% of the time. Versus him talking. But you have more to say. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was an absolute blast. I had a lot of fun. Yes. Um, I Listening to it, I was reminded how much of a, a good time we had. And so I'm really grateful uh, to Jesse for inviting us. Well, it was funny because, and we had mentioned this before in case you missed it, our previous episode, David was invited. And then when he got done... Um, the next day, I think it was, he was like, can I interview your wife? And I was like, I don't, I don't know that much about Bruce Springsteen, but I will talk to you, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. I know some, um, just from David's, uh, you know, uh, being a huge fan and stuff like that. An over obsessive the years. fan? Is that what you're trying <laughs> yeah. to say? But I said, I could talk about food. So we did talk a lot about food. So if you're interested in that, um, like David said, we'll post the link so you know um, when it comes live this week, you can listen to it. It was a lot of fun. And just to sort of recap, because as I, as Jennifer said, we had talked about this on a, a previous episode. But yeah, so Jesse, it's his name is Jesse Jackson from Dallas. Not, of course, the, the, the famous civil rights uh, legend slash uh, pastor, a reverend. From Chicago. Um, from, from Chicago, <laughs> interestingly enough. But but Jesse Jackson's from Dallas, originally from Louisiana, which I thought was interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we talked a bit about that. I had forgotten about that part of our conversation and how we compared um, the political corruption that Louisiana is known for with the political corruption that Chicago is known oh, for. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of fun. Uh, but it's it's not a political podcast. It's no. it's a, It's based on Bruce uh, and... Uh, I love Bruce Springsteen. I have to admit, um, next to The Clash, my my second big musical obsession is Bruce. So we talked a lot about that. And we talked a lot about Bruce in the context of, um, you know, how I came to be a fan and why kind of looking back as a gay person, uh, Bruce's music has meant a lot to me, which I know sounds strange if you're not, uh, if you haven't heard me or other folks talk about that subject. But there's actually a lot there, you know? I mean, his music was always about and is always about sort of like, you know, people who are outsiders, people who are, you know, kind of feel like they don't fit in and all that. And and that, even though obviously he's straight, um, that sort of concept fits a lot of different circumstances. And I don't think that um, his music is necessarily meant to be just for one sort of like demographic group. I think he's consciously trying to, you know, express empathy across a wide variety of experiences. So uh, it was cool to just kind of like dig into that a little bit because it's something that I think about 
but it's not, you know, you don't often have the opportunity to talk about it and kind of really explore it. So that was a lot of fun. And um, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to repeat things that I said on the podcast, but... No spoiler alerts. No, yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoyed kind of digging into that. And Jesse's just a very gracious person. And, you know, knowing that we kind of have different life experiences, he was still extremely, you know, open and receptive to my um, uh, talking about my connection to Bruce, which is somewhat unusual. So there you go. And I think it also helped. um, I don't know. You probably weren't nervous. I was nervous um, doing it, but it made it less nervous because it was over Zoom. So at least you could see the person, um, which is a lot, I think, easier than like, just doing a regular podcast um, over the phone, which we always laugh when we see um, other people when they go on a podcast where they have to fly somewhere <laughs> to be on right. a podcast. I'm like, <laughs> you know, you could actually just do it over the computer, right? right? Yeah, like, like <laughs> you don't um, have to be in, physically in the same room to do a podcast. We don't want to give away all of our guilty ple- <laughs> guilty pleasures, but we have a bad habit of watching <laughs> reality TV shows. And that's my fault and I, <laughs> well, I don't at this point I don't think you can say that I think I think at a certain point we're co-conspirators <laughs> yes but um but there's a one reality show in particular where everyone on the show seems to have a podcast yes and they all fly to each other's different locations to, to do the podcast to be guests and whatnot and it seems odd it does it really does it was nice i think that's a good format and if we ever become sophisticated enough to have guests um we're gonna get there one day we're gonna get there but um i do think a pro tip for people who are doing podcasts if you're interviewing someone in a different location it really does help even though you're only posting the audio it really does help to have um you know a, a face-to-face contact whether it's over teams or zoom or skype um, it makes it much more conversational yes and obviously you can read the person's face you know you can see like you know if they want are just pausing just to pause or you know things like that or um so it's definitely helpful to do it where you can actually see the person and by the way i was a little bit nervous only because you don't i mean jesse is a very um um He's very much the kind of person who will put you at ease, but that's just me. That's my nature of, you know, not knowing how it's going to sound or if I'm going to stumble over my words or sound like an idiot, which, you know, happens um, in all kinds of situations. But so, yeah, I was a little bit nervous about it. And then the funny thing, too, which I thought was hilarious, because after two years of working from home, and being on Zoom and Teams meeting is I couldn't get my Zoom to start. Oh, that's, that, <laughs> and that's I a, literally that's a, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I logged on like two minutes before it started because I'm like, all I have to do is just log on my computer, and the next thing you know, I'm like, my earbuds aren't connected. I yeah. like reset my computer, and then panic ensued, and then I had to text them, I'm having technical difficulties, <laughs> and I'm like, why, why? <laughs> it is funny, and and I think we may have mentioned this before, but I. I Jennifer's brother works for a well-known technology company, computer company. We'll just leave it at that. It's a piece of fruit. <laughs> it, well, I wasn't going to say that. You, I'm trying to protect your brother. That's true. But he he was in town um, last summer, not long after we moved into our new house, and came to see the house and so forth. <laughs> and I was complaining 
about um, having difficulty with certain devices manufactured by a certain company, sold and marketed by a certain company, <laughs> and the Bluetooth issues where you know your AirPods just jump from one device to another mm-hmm. and you can't seem to quite. I think I just gave it away, but anyway. And, and he very patiently was trying to say, well, you know, in the modern home or office, there are just a lot of Bluetooth devices and it's complicated and it's, you know, which I do. I do appreciate that fact. Yeah. But it is funny how like, <laughs> you know, well, we try to work out in the morning. I'll have my AirPods in listening to music on my phone of some unknown origin and uh, then I'll come up and turn on my work PC and I can hear that tone in my ears that it's jumping from my phone to my work PC. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter because by that point I'm done. But but you're like, I didn't tell you. To yeah. Do that. Yeah. But it is true that the, the visual connection is a good thing. I this is completely unrelated enough topic, but I um, recorded some videos for my company for my job and because of both travel restrictions and the pandemic and all that sort of thing we do these we did it remotely so the guy who actually you know did the videography if that's the term I don't know um, was located in the UK and I was here in the Chicago area and we did it over Skype and because, you know, he is not in the actual, I've seen the, the, the finished product. He's not actually in the video. It's really just me on camera sitting in front of our lovely fireplace. Yes. With our lovely pictures of New York in the background. Um, but because, again, because we did it with him, you know, over Skype so I could see his face, it was more sort of conversational and that was the you know kind of the they didn't want it to come across as somebody just reading from a script or whatever and he went so far as to you know when i set up my phone i use my phone because phones tend to have better cameras than a pc or a mac or whatever so he wanted me to do it on the phone so he went so far as to say okay point you know on on the screen point to which side of the phone the camera's on and then, so I did that. And so then he, you know, moved over so that he was sitting exactly, you know, roughly where the camera would be. So not only was it a sort of a conversational thing, but I was looking at the camera. Oh, that's a good, that's a good yeah. strategy. So it worked really well. Yeah, because then you're like recording and you're like looking off to the side. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, like, that's what I was worried about. Yeah. That's what I'm I was I'm never about. aware of that. I'm very rarely aware of where the actual camera is on the phone. Right. And and they say that when you're doing things by Zoom or Teams or, or whatever on your computer that you should look at the camera, not just at the other person's face that you're talking to. But on a computer, it's a little bit easier because typically the camera is at the top and in the middle of the screen. Yes. Whereas on the phone or an iPad, it's off to one side. So, you know, it would be kind of awkward to be looking to one side. We're telling all of our technological we, secrets today. Exactly. And faux pas. And fa- well, <laughs> and faux pas. My life is one constant <laughs> faux pas from beginning to end. But anyway, but Jesse was great. Yeah, and it was and we're a excited lot of fun. to have it published and um, ready for people to listen to. And I think, you know, I mean, one of the things that, that he and I talked about is that, you know, 
um, in difficult times, I say, you know, a lot. I just realized I say the phrase, you know, an awful lot. Okay. I I'm not cool enough to say, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, but I do say, you know, an awful lot and I'll, I'll try to be more conscious of that. But what, one of the things that we're talking about is that, you know, <laughs> I just did it again, <laughs> that people from you know you got to figure out ways to communicate with people who have different life experiences and you have to just kind of like you know sit back and listen and and learn and exchange ideas rather than just living in a little bubble and i give him a lot of credit for kind of making a conscious effort with his podcast to reach out to different people from different backgrounds. And you, and what's cool about his podcast is so, you know, the common theme is Bruce Springsteen or Bruce Springsteen and food. Right. And you're, and that's fine. But you know, you start with a common theme and, and then people say it matters to me because here are my experiences that could be completely different from yours. But they, uh, but but we, you can make sense out of why it matters to me. And some ways you can make sense out of my experiences because we're relating to one another through the same thing, through the exactly. same common, you know, sort of interest. So I, I think it's a really cool concept. I haven't listened to all of the episodes of his podcast, but I've listened to some and uh, I highly recommend it. Definitely take a listen. Yeah. Um, on another note, um, we just wanted to say that uh, last week we had posted about Transgender Day of Visibility, um, kind of like uh, our daughter is transgender, just kind of recognizing the day. We also po- post- posted it on a joint Instagram that David and I have, and lots of outpouring of um, support. So we thank you for that. Yeah, and if you so so we did it as a video because we wanted to be able to post it in two different locations. We wanted to put it on our Instagram. And it wouldn't really work with just an audio track. So unfortunately, through, um, you know, podcast streaming services, when you record a video on your website, it doesn't really, you know, so it's not on Apple Podcasts and so forth. Right. But it is on our um, on our website. So if you were if you're listening to this through a streaming or a podcast service, podcast platform, the website is in the shadow of the evening trees dot com. You can go there. It will be the preceding episode. So episode 11 was a couple weeks ago. Then on Trans Trans Day of Visibility, March 31st, we recorded this video. And you'll see it on the website posted right below the the episode that we're currently recording. Yes. And right above episode 11 of this podcast. So, um, you know, it would be great if more people checked it out. We also posted it on our joint uh, Instagram account. And, you know, I think these days we made a conscious decision today to not want to do kind of a negative podcast and talk about the challenges that that the community, our community is facing, the LGBTQIA plus community. We don't always want to talk about the negative things that we're facing. But I felt like this was sort of a recording this video was sort of a, a, you know, a positive thing that we could do. Um, I think that's kind of the challenge right now uh, in dealing with a lot of negativity, a lot of hostility that's out there is finding constructive, positive um, things to do. So it, it kind of felt important um, to recognize the day, but also to 
record something and, and make a statement and put it out there. I know that's not going to change the world. But it also but. is, I think, for um, any parent out there whose child uh, comes out as transgender, just like what type of support you should give your child, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Um, and it doesn't matter in what area, you know, it is um, just to have an open mind and it being loving and accepting. And it's not your life, it's their life, you right. know, kind of thing. And you can't, um, you have to let your children just choose their path and be their happiest self with that, whatever that is. So for us, I think it's just been um, more of like as parents wanting to share that our experience with having our daughter transgender, um, her partner is transgender as well. And like, that's part of our life and um, it's amazing and it can be a positive thing. And I don't think that our daughter she didn't feel bad. Like she wasn't ever scared of like telling us cause she knew for right. a thousand percent we would never, you know, we would always support her and love her no matter what kind of thing. But it's also like telling other parents, like just be kind, <laughs> you know, kind of right. thing. There's so many kids that are just right. like in this bad situation, whether you come out as gay or trans or non-binary, you want to go by a different name, different gender and everything. And parents are confused by it. And it may not be as accepting. So um, right. it's not, that's not, you shouldn't be like that. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. And, you know, it, it, there's, there are a lot of folks, especially it would seem, you know, anti-trans people who are just exposing their worst selves to the world right now, showing mm -hmm. the, the world, the, putting themselves in the worst possible light with the, with their prejudice and, you know, um, so we're trying to turn that around and do the opposite and try to portray. I mean, I rarely portray myself in a good light, um, but, but when it comes to, you know, supporting our kid, we're, we're um, when you think about it, doing sort of the most normal thing in the world, which is just saying, okay, this is our child. What does our, I mean, our daughter is an adult. I, I want to. Yeah, yes, I don't want yes. to confuse people by she's our kid, but she's an adult. But whether your child is a minor or a or an adult, you know, it's your job as a parent to support them and and figure out in any given situation what do they need, what's the best for them, how can you be supportive and be you know the best parent you can be. And there shouldn't be anything controversial about that. To me, it's like the most obvious thing in the world. Absolutely, you have a kid. Your kid is who they are. It's not for you to say. It's for them to say. And it's for you to be there for them and do the right thing. And um, that's, uh, it's not that hard. I mean, it's just not that hard. Well, and I think you also had, like, your parents had a good attitude about, um, you know, when your kids grow up and you're on your own and everything, of recognizing that they're part of a different family now, you know, so you don't have yeah. that, um, you have the, um, I thought you were going to say, because there were 11 of us, we ground them down and they couldn't possibly resist any longer. Well, that's true. <laughs> there, there's that. There's that. <laughs> no, but it is kind of true. I mean, I, you know, my parents and, and I had a great relationship with my parents. I think my, all my siblings, all my siblings did, but my parents, it, I will give them a ton of credit for that. You know, they wanted us to grow up. They wanted us 
to, to, you know, stand on our own two feet and have our own families and our own lives. That was the point. That and was I think the objective. The best part about that, too, is no guilt about, like, if you couldn't attend something because you had something in your own, that's fine because you've got your own family. We'll see you when we see you, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So I thought that was also good. Um, and same with our, you know, our daughter being an adult, um, you know, they they still need you as adults, <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of thing. It's yeah. kind of like I always think of the um, that show Parenthood with um, Steve Martin. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. The, I haven't watched. I haven't watched it in a really long time. But my favorite absolute scene is when his son is like twenty seven years old and he's like struggling and not working or something. He, he's got a small kid or something, and I think. I think it's Mary Steenburgen saying, like, why do you, why do you keep supporting um, him? You know, he's 27, you know, let him be on his own. Let him figure it out or anything. He's like, because it doesn't matter how old he is, he's still my son. I'm going to get teary-eyed. Just like- <laughs> <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I'm glad you can't see that. <laughs> but it's true. It's like, it doesn't matter how old your kids get. They still need you, you know, kind of thing. And um, yeah. for our daughter to you know, come to terms with that, you know, at 22, she's 26 now, um, is just amazing, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, the thing is, is that in, in some ways as parents, we were very fortunate because it's so politicized and so, um, ridiculous if you have a kid who's, you know, say still a teenager, not, not by all means, I want people to come out whenever they're comfortable with it, but it's, you know, as parents, You'll be attacked if you're supportive of of a of a trans teenager, and so I mean even more a trans child, you know, kind right. of thing, you know, of letting them, you know, show whatever um, you know they're interested in. So we were, you know, we were fortunate in that. I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily. I, I don't know exactly how to say this because I don't want to put anybody down. We were we were. Um, you know, for us, the transition process was simpler because we didn't have to deal with all that political baggage. I um, almost feel, you know, more, I don't know what the word is, more um, inspired or whatever to try to help parents who have younger kids who are coming out because those are the parents and those are the kids who are really under the most direct attack right now. And, um, you know, it's, it's a terrible thing to be a teenager or younger and have all of this political animosity directed towards you. And you're just trying to be or to be a supportive parent of a right. teenager or a preteen. And, and people accuse you of the worst things just because you're trying to help, you know, your, your child go through life and so forth. So... Yeah, it, it's a weird time we're living in. I think that's something that we'll definitely want to talk about in you know future episodes is it's not enough to tweet angry things at transphobic people or post, you know, I mean, posting a video is a wonderful thing, but that that's not going to change the world. And we have to figure out, you know, more constructive or I should say even more constructive, yes. more uh, proactive and positive ways to fight the fight. Um, and that, that is definitely something we want to talk about as we go forward. For but sure. Anyway. And I won't cry anymore. You won't cry anymore? <laughs> oh, yes, you will. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. That's all right. That's all right. I, 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 have, uh, I have nothing to say. 
I'm not going to. You gonna, just know that about me. I know it, and it's fine. <laughs> Although every so often I'm like, are you crying? Are you crying? And nine times we're, out of ten it's yes. <laughs> we're watching something on TV or whatever. <laughs> Literally, we're watching the Academy Awards and the very first lady because she was the um, first Latina gay um, right. person to win right. an Academy Award and she was saying and I got I started crying for her <laughs> I don't even was, know her <laughs> <laughs> that was okay but that was worthwhile yes that yes. was okay that was legit and yeah. justified um, so we're almost at time we are and uh, I don't unlike Jesse I don't have a good um, like wrap up question Jesse has a great question um, at the end of his podcast where he asks all the his guests uh, whether or not they think that um, in the song Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen, um, Mary gets in the car with the, the with the protagonist of the song. And I won't tell you what my answer was. I won't tell you what mine is. Because you have to listen to the podcast. There you go. Uh, mine is very long, so you're going to have to listen to, to it for a long time <laughs> to get to my answer. But please do. <laughs> listen to the end. But thanks for listening tonight yes. uh, or whenever time you're listening to this. And you can listen to this wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have any thoughts about Bruce Springsteen or otherwise, feel free to leave them in the comments. Absolutely. We'll talk again soon.